fuck you, Jerry, and fuck you, Dan, okay, for not suffering as I have suffered. <laughs> Who's going to open the show? <laughs> Supposedly me, I guess. You, Are you have not suffered as I have suffered. Why? Welcome to another episode of the Long Kong Kitties, everybody. Um, <laughs> on this episode, we have John, the aggro-triggered uh, movie critic. He looks very angry now. He always looks angry. <laughs> and then we've got... You forgot handsome. I didn't forget that. We've got so J- it was true. You didn't forget. <laughs> I didn't forget to introduce you because that is not true. Uh, J- and then we've got Jerry, uh, yeah. our dinosaur. Hi. We've got <laughs> We've got Dan Wong, the charismatic And then there's me, Angie. Anyways, um today we are doing a movie review of a of a local so called movie uh, called A Land Imagined. It's directed and written by Yo Siu Hua, um and is a new noir mystery thriller film. Uh, that's kind of co-produced by Singapore, France, and Netherlands. It won the top prize of the 71st Locarno Film Fest, won the Junior Jury Award and Special Mention. It's also the first Singaporean film to win the Best Asian Feature Film at the Singapore International Film Fest. So anyways, um, John and I watched it separately. Dan and Jerry did not watch it. We've heard of it though. We have heard of yes. it. And being being in the industry, we know. Despite of it. repeated like reminders to watch this Ayah, film. We've seen work, the trailers. It's so kang no. So anyways, John, what was what's your thoughts? Yeah, why are you so the... angry? Why are you so angry? Yeah, about so angry? It turned out to be pretty good, didn't it? No. It, this is the worst thing I've seen, right? Since Crazy Rich Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You were the one who wanted to like review this movie. Yeah, or... I I was the one I wanted to you know, back in my announcement uh, clip, right? I wanted to highlight more Singaporean stuff, and I want, and I thought, hey, this thing won so many awards, right? It seems so acclaimed, and uh, you know, these critics they they only rated six out of ten. Wow, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. We should go and watch it and try to analyze it together. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, was I wrong? <laughs> So was it more like 3 out of 10? More like 0 out of 10. <laughs> Wait, what, what, what going hey. so bad? Is it a plot thing or a cinematography thing? No, or? the cinemato- cinematography was amazing. Okay, like, it was so beautifully shot. Like, uh, it's done by Hideo Urata. Okay. Superb. Like, I've never seen Singapore so beautiful before. Like, mm. the ghetto parts. We'll talk about that a little bit later. This show, right? Okay, let me, let me whip out my notes. Hang on a second. Let me, let me just... As you are whipping out your notes, do you agree that the cinematography is nice? At least only as- only the first twenty minutes or so. Okay. Yeah. After that, right? It just it, it, they just sort of repeat the same scenes over and over again. So let me let me briefly um summarize the show. Okay. So if you then. ever wanted to know what the inside of a brain, right, of an autistic incel <laughs> leftist person who hates women looks like, okay. You watch this show. Oh my goodness. Okay. This guy clearly is autistic to the max. He he probably hasn't gotten laid in a while. And he clearly hates women. Like, I, I don't understand. Where did that come from? I didn't get that there at is, all. There's only two women portrayed in the show. And so? both of them are parasites. Both of them are 
terrible human beings. Only okay. got one woman, one way. No, there's a second one which is in the cyber cafe and her boyfriend got smacked in the head. Oh. And then so both, all the men in this show, okay, are wimpy beta cucks. Okay, they are all <laughs> soy boys who haven't gotten laid in the past six years. Okay. And the women, for whatever reason, right, love this man. Like, in real life, women will be absolutely disgusted by this type of guys. But you know what? These women, these two women, the only two women portrayed in this show, they love these type of men. Okay, let me just clarify this, okay? Like, the movie is actually talking about, like, construction workers. Okay, it's not like a, a movie about, you know, Singapore in general. Uh, like, it's, not about, it's not a movie about Singapore in general. It's not a movie about, like, whatever. It's a movie about construction workers and the life that they lead. And it's very natural that you don't see much women in the construction industry. Like, except for maybe some ladies in the office jobs, like, doing managing or, like, you know, accounting stuff. Yeah, but still, then why even include them to begin with? I mean, it's the, like, I don't understand. Because it needs I don't to understand. have, like, some romantic love interest. Yeah, but why would this girl fall in love with that guy? Like, would, are you in love with the main characters? No, right? They're all, they're all weak. They're all so terrible. They, they're not charismatic at all. They're just, like, fucking walking potatoes. Okay, John, tell me more about the protagonist, uh, the, the hard-boiled insomniac detective played by Peter Yu. He this looks guy, pretty badass. This guy is a... F- Fucking autist to the max. <laughs> right. Stop a, repeating yourself so much, John. He's, Damn. he's just like... I mean, if Sherlock Holmes uh, had like a 50-point drop in IQ and did double the amount of cocaine, then that's the Peter Yu <laughs> in this show. Okay? I mean, he's not terribly smart. And there's this scene in the show, right? When he suddenly took off all his clothes and run on the treadmill... For like less than a minute before he started panting. And then that's... You remember that scene? Yep. You remember this scene? Where did this scene go? Did it lead to any other point in the movie? No, it did not. <laughs> Why can't we just have like gratuitous like... You know, you just, naked I mean, scenes of men running? It's not very flattering. It just shows his ass, which is not fantastic. And yeah, but like, I, and he just goes to show. This right? is why you, the fucking both of you, needed to watch that show. Damn it! This is the, the okay. point, right? That like... This guy is so over the board, socially inept, that for whatever reason, he needs to run on the treadmill. Okay, hold on. I wanted to ask this question, because I have no balls, so I wouldn't know. But, like, does it make sense to take off your underwear to, like, run on the treadmill? No, like, not at all. You need support, right? No, you need something to hold them hit in. your thighs. Yeah, then you will fuck and around. And you chafe. Uh, like, like in my head, I'm like, okay, but he probably doesn't want to, like, you know, get his clothes all sweaty. That's why he's, like, running naked so he doesn't have to do, like, laundry or something. But then, like, I was like, wouldn't your cock and balls, like, start, like, flapping everywhere? Like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it would. Exactly. That's why nobody does that. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. It's a dumb idea. <laughs> and once again, right, they, they, they place this scene in the show. I think maybe, and, like, the... And it was never brought up ever again. <laughs> I think maybe the director has never ran before. Maybe he doesn't know that happens. I, we, 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 I mean, okay, look, John, the moment you, you, you and NG are talking about the show, right? Like, none of you brought up the, the, the plot about, you know, like, oh, the foreign there worker. There is no who... fucking plot. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, it doesn't, there's no satisfying conclusion to this show. It's, it, they, they just, they, okay, first of all, it's missing migrant workers. There were supposed to be two, 
two missing migrant workers, somehow in the middle of the show, one of them magically reappears. Oh, spoiler! Spoiler! Yeah, we're just spoiling. Okay, yeah, we're just spoiling everything. Doesn't matter. One of them magically reappears. There was a scene in the show where it's like, oh man, I need to go and find this person that would magically reappear later, so frantically, but once again, all turned out to be nothing. And then at the final scene of the show, the final scene, okay, they were, <laughs> the tough as nails female cyber cafe uh, shop assistant, who is a parasite, who only loves men with cars, and who only loves men who could drive her around, asked the detective to drive her around, as though they are looking for the final migrant worker that was missing. And where did they go, Angie? <laughs> they uh, they say we 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 should go and find him. Where did they go? Some like obscure place where and there was a what? fire burn bonfire, and then everyone was dancing. Everyone was raving. Yeah. At this fucking bonfire place. rave. Okay. <laughs> so okay, okay, all right, judge, shut up. Let me let me just. I don't think anyone listening to us so far would have like any inkling of what the fuck's going on. Nobody so, has a fuck no, what's okay, going so, on. So, this show right, has no fuck. Of what he wants to do. Okay, okay, okay no, wait, mess. okay, wait. So, when I went to this, watch this movie, right, uh, I was extremely late, okay? I, I thought, like, I missed a lot of the movie. So, after the movie, so, because when I went in, like, things were already happening. And then after the show, I said, hey, I asked my friends watch, who watched it with me, I said, hey, did I miss anything in the beginning? Because, like, it doesn't really make sense to me in the beginning. La. So, like, what did I miss? And then they were like, oh, actually, it just started when you arrived. So basically, the opening scene already, you know, plunges you right into the plot. Basically, like the there there were two detectives and they were talking about like the uh the the reclaim reclamation of the land and then like someone's missing and then, you know, all these things start happening. But like um the actual movie plot is extremely abstract. It's very convoluted, and um. That's it, just a nice way of saying it makes no fucking sense or something. Yeah, it, um, it's very obscure, I think. Like, I think it was trying to do a lot of... Uh... Obscure is some fucking Ulu corner at Geelang. This is not obscure, okay? This is fucking... You're sailing past the moon and beyond already. This is some next-level chicanery and no, bullshit that bit... no one can understand no, other it's than... No, like, I it... think it's a surrealistic take on, like... Like, a social commentary. That is surreal. very... It is very surreal. Like, it's come just... on. Okay, so... So, basically, right, the... the the thing that links the missing uh, foreign worker together with the um, detective is the fact that they both have um, insomnia, okay? Okay. So these two people have insomnia. And then the detective apparently has like some kind of a, a superpower or something that he oh. can kind of... <laughs> oh, this makes things interesting. You can't go wrong with a detective superpower. It's not a superpower. It's kind of like a... It's a kind of thing where he, he dreams about things and places that he's never been to and then later in his adult life, uh-huh. um, he, he goes to there and then he realises that these were things that he, he has seen in, in his uh, ah, childhood dreams. He's a clairvoyant. Sort of, yeah, like something like Excellent. a clairvoyant thing. And then so that... that Which then, actually does nothing during the show. Yeah. And never mention again whatsoever. So, so anyways, uh, and then you've got like really strange scenes of like the detective living the life of the the missing worker so he would for example which is extremely strange because he would like for example take the sleeping pills of the worker that he found in the dormitory then he would take them because he's also an insomniac and then he would go to the bed of the dormitory and then lie on it 
you know, and then he would trace the in the footsteps of the. So there was like this running parallel in the movie. I'm that, starting to see what's happening. Yeah, so like there's this running parallel in the movie where uh, like their lives kind of overlap, and the and the detective kind of tries to live his life uh, while he's kind of trying to solve the crime lah. So of course then then there's this also this plot element of the um cyber cafe where the foreign worker went to mm-hmm. uh while he was having insomnia, and that's where he met the girl. Right, she's like this really cool hot chick who who does who gives hand jobs on the side. Who gives hand jobs on the, the side? The movie just throws this in. Okay, just like she just like gives handies. Okay, in the fucking car park, and then never mention it ever again either. Like this thing just like goes nowhere. Once okay. again, yeah. Okay, like okay, I, okay, I, okay, I think okay. I'm, start, uh, I'm starting to see a more balanced picture of what's going on. Yes, because of course. You know why? Because uh, even though I have not seen this movie before, I've seen my share of art house flicks. Yes. This is an art house flicks, right? Yeah, am I right? This is a, yeah, oh, this is extreme, fuck. This is extremely art house, and I I did actually really enjoy it. Like even though it made no fucking sense. Okay. Um, I think to call it art house, right, is to to discredit all art house films. <laughs> and you know what? I I really don't quite like art house films, but for most parts, right, at least a lot of them they try to wrap things up. Yeah, they try to wrap things up. Or they try. To, at the very least, there's some artistic inclination to the plot and whatever. Okay. Mm. First of all, in this show, right, there's no fucking plot. I mean, there's just the there's just the long and short of it. Really, the the plot doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Okay, when I before I watched this show, okay, I mean, I had some high hopes for it as well. And before I watched this show, I was just thinking to myself, please don't make it political. Please don't make it political. And then you got your then, wish. And then after the the second the second wish was if this was political. Please at least make it entertaining. I got neither of my wish in the worst possible way. <laughs> it is political in the least entertaining way. There's no entertainment value. There, there, there's no there's no cathartic sense of release at the end of the show. Well, what is political about it though? Because they, they, they keep throwing in... Okay, so one of the things that they keep saying, right, was that um, uh, it's, a, it's an important point, an uh, element in the show where the employers of the migrant workers, right, they keep their passports of the migrant workers, mm. which is under MOM law not allowed. Mm. Okay, so this is one thing. Then of course the other thing was during one of the scenes there was also the there was three people in the room. So one of it was Ajit, who who is the supposedly second missing missing migrant worker, who miraculously appeared at this point in the scene. One of the construction foreman, and then the detective lock, which is played by Peter Yu, the main character, which uh, Angie is so in love with, the autistic motherfucker. So these three of them were standing in the room, right? And then the foreman keep asking the construction work, the, the migrant worker questions, things like, are you okay here? Are you feeling happy? Do you have any uh, complaints? Are we treating you well? Are we paying you well? And then of course, the, the migrant worker just keeps saying, yes, yes, yes. Lah. Mm. And then this whole time, the detective did and asked nothing of his own. It's like as if right, he is just turning a blind eye to all the suffering and why. Like this scene is so political in in its nature, right? And so over the top, beating you in the head with right that I had no choice but to yawn. It was not fun. It's not eye opening. It doesn't give you any insight into anything, and it's just so tedious. It's like fuck off with your high horsery. And give I me back okay, my money. Come on, like okay. <laughs> so my take on it, all right, was that like okay, they like I don't see how this is actually political because retaining the passports of the migrant workers, while it is illegal, it is a very common practice here in Singapore. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, and, I guess that makes it and political, like, right? No, why is a... it political? He's just depicting what things are, right? There's no need for this particular scene. I mean, if let's say, look, I mean, it can be like most shows are political in nature. That's fine. Okay, I don't need it to be apolitical to be entertaining. But from the way that the description of the film was, which is talking about migrant workers and all that, already you get the sense that if this is not handled properly. It's just a fucking hammer to the head every time you watch a scene. And it can be very, very tedious. I don't understand what's so tedious about it. It's I mean, not... the, like, the, the tedium for you as a viewer, right? Like, to be hit over the head uh, about this fact that, oh my god, like, oh, how, how dare you be so fucking political with your depictions of reality is the fucking tedium that, like, these people have to live through in their daily lives, knowing that they are passports are fucking retained by the employers. Like, oh my god, poor you, let me play my fucking little violin. Okay, this is not about the real life of the of the people that are, that they are this depicting. This is not about the film. The film yeah, is exactly, not- but it is also like a tie-in to reality, right? Like, okay, I understand that the film is completely abstract in a lot of ways. Like, the plot, it's so unresolved that like, at, the, at the end of the movie, my friend turned to me and she's like, I watched this video, I feel so kick-sim, you know? <laughs> What is going on? Then we were all like trying to like, is it all like a dream? Is it like, you know, like he, he had this fevered dream because of his insomnia, which I'm currently experiencing and like can totally relate to. Like, is this all like hallucinating because they are just so fucked up by the, you know, the sleep deprivation that the entire thing was, was a dream? Like it never happened and like what the fuck's going on, right? But then like, because it is depicting they are daily lives. You would see how people actually live their lives. Like, the shitty dormitory conditions. A good political film, right? Okay. Never would, claims to be would, one. It didn't claim to be one. Yeah. So that's why it's not a good political film. That's my complaint. <laughs> okay, but you are expecting it. The expectation is that it, it would be good in that At regard. least it would... I was hoping that it won't be political, but because it is, then it should at least be entertaining. It should at least have some... Or informative. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe not informative is not the word I'm looking for. But it should ask you some hard questions. It should ask you. It should pull up a mirror in front of you and ask yourself, what would what would you do if you were in this position, right? It, it should invoke empathy. It should invoke feelings and emotion that that forces you to ask the hard questions. But n- none of this was presented in this case. It's just a very point blank, gun to the face. Here, here is what it is. But it doesn't make me feel anything. I don't... When I see it, right, it doesn't... It just doesn't do anything. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Like yes. my friend says, it yes. makes her feel very kicksy. Yes, because nothing yes, is resolved. Yes. Like, yes. and there is no... Okay, like this, on this point, I do agree with John. It, is, your, is your friend kicksy about the movie not resolving anything? Or is she kicksy about the content of the movie? Big no, difference. It's, it's like the, the movie not resolving anything. Because like, it, it leaves the ending... The ending is just so like, Fucked up, you're like, huh? Okay, can you spoil the ending for me, please, please? So the base, okay. So basically, right? Um, mm. the they were looking for this missing worker, correct? So uh, you know the final scene I was telling you, I asked NG what the final scene was. Mm-hmm. So right, mm-hmm. so everyone didn't know where they were, mm-hmm. uh, but didn't know where he was, and then like um, so uh, and and there was this plot about like him writing to some guy that he met online. At, uh, at the cyber cafe where mm-hmm. he was telling all his troubles to and then so the detective 
hacked into the computer mm-hmm. very quickly, like in like two seconds, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, wow, and such then he hacker. was like, Yeah, that I know, right? like, Whoa, so cool, man. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then he found like the dude that he was talking to, and then the dude was. The, the the online okay I think everybody's just completely confused anyone who's still listening right now you're probably co- completely confused <laughs> okay so so anyways the the online persona that uh, the missing migrant worker was talking to started talking to the detective and then he was saying that okay this this migrant worker predicted that all this had ha- was gonna happen blah 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 okay so that was that and then at the end um so they were trying to find the migrant worker. He drove them to this place where... Them being him and the, him girl, and the girl at the cyber cafe yes, who was a leech who yes. loved men with cars. Yes, you've mentioned that many, many times. <laughs> so, another running plot in this movie is the yes. fact that um, there was like an intercultural friendship between the... the um, what's his name? The Ajit and Wang. Wang. Yeah, so Wang is the migrant worker. Ajit yes. is another migrant worker who is Indian. Yes. Okay, so... I think Bangladeshi. A Bangladeshi. Yeah, yeah uh, so... So uh, basically, they met while he, while Wang uh, was driving a truck, and okay. then Ajit was the one who was sitting behind the truck with his bunch of friends, and then they became friends, and then so they kept in touch, blah blah blah, uh, and um, so Ajit went missing. That's why Wang Wang went to look for him, okay. and then later both of them were missing, kind of, okay. and then later Ajit appeared, and then Wang was still missing. Okay. okay, so <laughs> that's what's going on. Okay. And then so, after Ajit appeared, they were like, okay, so where's Wang? And then they went to like, fucking look for Wang. Okay. And then, so because Wang was friends with Ajit, right? There yes. was like a few scenes of like, uh, Bangladeshi workers or Indian workers uh, like having a drinking and no, drinking and um, like dancing, you know, and playing their own instruments um, at the race. dormitory. <laughs> at the dormitory. Okay, and then okay. um, so the final scene where mm. they drove to this like abandoned warehouse or some shit like that, or I don't know where the fuck yeah is somewhere it, yeah. Where, where they had like bonfires and a rave okay. that kind of mimic that 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 uh previous scene where the Bangladeshi workers were dancing So okay. then there the the um detective went to join in the dancing with the girl when while he was supposed to look for Wang. Okay, and then at the end he saw Wang. And we don't ends. know. Wait, hang on. We don't know that's Wang, by the way. He only we only saw the back of him. Yeah. And it, the film seems to allude that that is Wang. Okay. Right? But, but he's an insomniac, so it could know. be. We don't fucking know. I'm so confused myself. After it could be. Really it could be Tan. Talking about this. It could be Chan. Okay. <laughs> it could be Chan Mali Chan. Lee? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Okay, just based on Angie's explanation. Uh, by the way, that's just a small snippet of whatever the fuck is going on. When I tried to explain this to another person, right? Mm. Okay. It took me 20 minutes to explain the first 20 minutes of the film. <laughs> okay. That's I think it's just because you're so triggered that you can't even like explain No, I'm just, properly. I was just trying to get to all the, all the, all the, uh, plot points, all the summation points. And by the way, uh, just to give you all some context as well. When, while I was watching the show, right? People in the theater were getting up and leaving. Holy shit. Okay. And I repeatedly looked at my watch and I had to go and check how long was the movie running for because I was so fucking bored. Oh my god. This film, okay, is boring as shit. And you you know what? Fuck you, Jerry. And fuck you, Dan. (laughs) Okay. 
for not suffering as I have suffered. Okay? You all have dodged this fucking bullet and I am so triggered. <laughs> I'm both laughing uncontrollably right now. Okay, okay, so so two things pop into my head. Okay, two things, two 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 issues. Okay, the first issue is, is obviously about actual foreign workers, their deaths, and how they are, they are being mistreated in Singapore, you know, aside from the show. The second thing is, uh, in regards to this show, right, um, how closely do directors, do screenwriters, you know, have to stick to the, to these Hollywood or show formulas, uh, or the, you know, the modern myth or the storytelling formula in order to entertain? Uh, should, should art house films be even held to the same standard, you know, to entertain or to evoke or to make people feel something? If I'm an art house film director and I do something boring, why should I get an award? Why did I win so many awards? Do, do, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, okay, how can the I show... Think, okay, let's just address the second question first. Okay, it, okay. Uh, then we can talk about the actual issues later. Okay. But I, I do feel that um, I am a person who likes to experience like very many different forms of entertainment. Of course. You know, as, like, as so... Right. Yeah, like, so... And so when I... You know, watch things like this. I don't ha- necessarily have an expectation in mind. Of course, you're like, okay, can you please at least resolve some plot holes and like, uh, the storyline and things like that. But I, I, I try to enjoy it for what it's trying to be instead of what I want it to be. Okay. Uh, that's how I approach things like, for the for the most part. Which is why I think I enjoyed it a lot more than John. But <laughs> well, you en- you actually enjoyed it though. Like yeah. out of ten, you will give it five or more. I would give it maybe like a 6. Which is a 60 over 100, which is a B4 in yeah, Singapore like, terms. I mean, it, I, I think it, there are some plots where it's unnecessarily convoluted and excessively like draggy, but then I don't think I would have given it a 0. I, I do, mm. there are like some parts where I really did enjoy. Okay, what was another local film they've watched just for a quick yardstick? What, what else did Jimami you watch? What? Jimami Tofu. It's still playing in local theaters. So basically, uh, Jimami Tofu is another local film by a, a, another director uh, that is shot in conjunction with like uh, uh, the Okinawa something something. Okay. So the entire movie is based in Okinawa. Okay, is this, this, and this, that this? one, that one, I would yes. give a zero. <laughs> well, we need to do it. Another review on that. Okay, okay, what is a, a seven or more in, in terms of local uh, film? I would say Popeye by Kirsten. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Popeye okay. Pop okay. seven? Yeah. Come on, man. That's like a six at best. I'll give it a seven. Shirkus? 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 I didn't watch that. Shirkus is a four, man. Huh? You didn't like Shirkus? Fucking what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't have hey, to watch Hey, look, that. okay. The director <laughs> certainly has some problems, okay? I mean, she, of course she, she has problems. That's why she has daddy issues. It's interesting. She has daddy, fucking daddy issues. That's what makes the story interesting. One of the... I mean, she wanted to go with a hang out with an older man who is like a director, and then after that, when she got married, she got married to the older man. What the fuck, man? What the, like seriously, what the fuck? I'm glad I only watched it on Netflix and I didn't pay a fucking cent to watch it. Okay, oh we need to review god. this movie then. Seriously, oh my god, oh it's my the goodness. first time ever Jerry got triggered. <laughs> oh seriously, seriously, I'm like I'm the so fuck. Like four at the most, four, four point five at the most. I. I, I don't I don't know if you can be I do I do know this this running thing where like uh Singaporean or, or local directors tend to try to be very art house with their mm-hmm, films mm-hmm. like like they can't just tell a story they need to have like some sort of a thing where you know it's unnecessary to right, the plot right. and I feel like that that maybe that uh, us not being a very matured like 
not having that matured industry. No, I think like when you're when you are trying out or or when you are doing your thing, you try to impress people. You know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If you're if you if you don't have like an established film industry, you're like, okay, I need to be like super art house, and then like you mm. know that will like impress all the judges and whatever, whatever. <clears throat> At least that's the the sense I get to. Have it, you guys like. seen The Apprentice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you guys that seen was The good. Apprentice? Not yet. Uh, I I, okay. I like Ilo Ilo. Ilo Ilo is good. Yeah, yes. that one is definitely more than a seven. Okay. Yeah. Oh, huh. Um. Okay, yeah, seven. Okay, so I think it's good. I think it's good. I think it's good because right now I'm trying to establish a yardstick and failing, which is. Yeah. Good in a sense that means uh there are audiences for particular films. Or maybe so, I'm just a very like generous. I I don't know unless you have to be truthful to yourself. You know that's why this is very yeah, important. Like, well, yeah. I I do gen- generally even the things that I don't enjoy, I try to find something that I enjoy about it. Hmm. Otherwise, I feel like I wasted my money. <laughs> that's different. Yeah, yeah. You see, you cannot feel like that. You have no, to. No, but you like, have to... but I do actually like. For example, like I enjoy the cinematography in. A land imagine a lot. Okay. Like it's very neon, it's very noir, and it like I I I enjoy the you know the aesthetics of it. Okay. Even the part where like got like John super triggered where Peter Yu took off his pants and like started running on a treadmill. <laughs> it was completely pointless, but like you know it added something. Oh man, this is tough, man. I mean, the way you describe it, right, John? Um, I feel like I would hate the movie also. Even though I I love, I mean, no, I love lah. Even though I've seen my share of art house films. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, know. like, I, on my conscience, I wouldn't say, like, oh, please go and pay money and watch this. Because I think most people will not enjoy it. I think it depends on the local directors as well. Like, for the longest time, I've been shitting on... Jack Neal. Eric Cool for oh. trying to produce films, art house films, that revolve around, like, lives of normal Singaporeans, middle class or lower. You know, like, I mean, dude, fuck you. Like, you're a son of a billionaire. <laughs> Fuck off, man. Go and make Arles films about rich people or something. Hey, Jerry, why rich people cannot make stories about poor people? That's no, very unfair. He, eh? He's trying to <laughs> tell people this is what life is like in, okay. you know, 12 stories, for example. Okay, okay, okay. Right? Okay, like, okay. have you actually lived for an extended period of time in the HDB and got to know your neighbors? Right. So you're saying that his portrayal is, is not authentic, lah. It's completely bullshit. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. You know, like, okay. I mean, I I have no I have no problem about with with him his cinematography I think he's a good filmmaker it's just that the content that he's pushing out is just like come on man seriously okay yeah okay. let's gotta draw a line somewhere I don't know man this is tough man yeah but I'll be very mad if I pay money to watch this film and I hated it unfortunately yeah you can't just simply slap this art house label on things right and then just expect it to just like wash away all all of his sins as well <laughs> I think the the, like here's the important part something that is this kind of medium right I think first and foremost is to engage with the audience somehow and the easiest way is to entertain right? I think that's the easiest way there are, of, course, of course there are other ways of engaging but in terms of being a film uh, without interactivity there's few other ways that you can engage with the audience and it just completely fails at that it's just trying so hard to mix too many things together like there's some even some horror elements to the story. Do you remember there was the scene where Wang found like a dead body on the beach? Oh, yeah. Right? And then headlights flash at Wang and then he was uh, oh, yeah. running away from the from the van and then the next scene, right, Wang was back at the cyber cafe and then the cyber cafe lady <laughs> said that I can help you sleep and then now that they went to this temple, they went to whatever, right? To pray. And then it's like, what the 
fuck just go? Like, didn't you just find a dead body on the fucking beach? Like, what the fuck is going on? Actually, right, like... They're, they're just trying to mix this film noir with, you know, the, the detective story. And surrealism. With, uh, with, and, like, all that yeah, and then, and then there's suddenly there's this horror element to it. Like... This director is clearly trying to do too many things at once. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's something that I... That's why I say, like, like, they're trying too hard to... To make it, like, not obvious. S- some would argue that the art house label is there. Some would argue that the the, the purpose of doing art house is to push boundaries, uh, running the risk that they will be disliked. What, what do you guys say to that? I mean, any creative endeavor, right, will naturally run into this kind of risk. You definitely cannot keep doing the same things over and over again. Okay. But you also cannot just simply say that I wish to subvert expectations and then after that just turn everything up on his head. Subverting expectation, right, means that you, you do it in a, in a way, right, that even though we are not expecting it, we still find it pleasant to look at so and so forth. You're, you're not supposed to just, like, I can just take a shit on this table right now and that will be subverting your expectation, but that doesn't do anything for the audience. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You cannot okay. just simply run gamut, run run a mark, right, with with this with labels and then hope that you know everyone else understands. Everything is a negotiation between the the creator and the audience. We all have to find some medium point somewhere. And pushing boundaries right involve okay let's let's move let's move things sideways a little bit. Let's try this this particular step. Let's do something a little bit different with the camera, with the lens, with the angle, with the colors, and so on and so forth. As what Angie mentioned, the cinematography for this show is actually not terrible. And for the... (laughs) It's not terrible. And actually, for the first 20 minutes of the show, right, I really felt like whoever was the uh, director of photography knew what he was doing. He or she was doing. Uh, Some of the film, some of the, like, the scenes and all that really does invoke a sense of beauty and dread. But the problem, right, was that these scenes are run so many times throughout the show that I got bored of them very, very quickly because it's just, they're just looping through the same three locations over and over again, right? And there's only so many times you can sort of do this scene in this particular artsy way. Well, like, I think the, the sort of like repetition was also the point of the movie, right? Because if you think about it, like a lot of their lives, the lives of these construction workers or whatever is are essentially in a loop. You go to work, you go back to the dorm, take a shower, go to sleep, maybe go to your whatever. Then why like, make it beautiful? Thing. Why not just have it like if you want to tie it all in together with some running team, right? Then you should make it monotonous. You should really drive home the message that okay, this is what it is. Yeah, which is why I workers. think like the like I think there is there are a lot of paths that this movie could have taken. Um, but they were not explored because, or, or not pushed to the full because simply it was trying to do too many things at the same time. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And Which is a little bit of a shame, I, I would say. It was a lot of a shame. Because I think uh, there could have been so many interesting ways to to bring home the point, like whatever point it is. Okay, really so was Angie, to do you think it deserved to win the awards that you won in that case? I can see why it got some awards. Um, definitely a the content like where it depicts the lives of the downtrodden like that's always always a big plus plus in the eyes of judges at these like you know white white male jury type things oh my god why wow, it's like social commentary 
but it's also surreal and noir. Wow, and it's beautifully shot, and it's in Singapore. You know, but it's not the Singapore that we know. It's like this grungy, dirty Singapore. It's just a running list of all the diversity points that the Angmors would like, and then you know, just shove it in into this one mess of a film, and then wow, everybody just applaud and uh, give it a number. Oh, I'm getting a bad taste in my stomach. Oh, welcome to the episode where uh. like Longan Kitty shit on a land imagined. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no. Um, yeah, but I can still, I can definitely see why it won, like the crisis that it won. I think. I mean, I've not seen the film, obviously, uh, but there are there are art house films, Singapore made art house films that when I when you see it, you're like, ah, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, you know, you you feel like after you watch ninety minutes of the film, you wasted ninety minutes of your life that you cannot get back. And then there are uh, there are films uh, which I felt, uh, even though it was not set out to be educational, there was some you, you gain something from it, you know. And I think that's. That's actually based on my my own preferences and my own opinion. I think those are the kind of films that I feel is something that I would go watch rather, I'm, you know? Yeah, like I say, like, I hate the ones where they just start off knowing what story they want to tell. So, like, mm. as in, like, they're very didactic in the way that, you know, okay, this is the moral of the story. This is the lesson that you are supposed to take from this movie. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I like, I, you, you can always feel that kind of movie. And uh, I hate those things. That's yeah. why I don't. I don't really like to watch blockbusters very much. And, and going mm. back to going back to what John said earlier, like uh, some some art house films are just a m- mishmash of everything. You know, it's just like we're just gonna shove whatever we can in this ninety minutes, different genres and everything. Uh, it's it's more like if the film at the end of the day tells a story. Right, but doesn't draw a conclusion, it leaves you frustrated. But if it tells a story and the conclusion is something that leaves openings for the audience to interpret on their own, then I think it's yeah. slightly different. No, no, no. John, is this done like Inception? Like Inception is a good example. Actually, I think the better example is Shutter Island. What I watched Shutter, Shutter Island. Ah, Shutter Island. Is no. that the horror movie? It's no, not horror. It's not horror. It's, it's like yeah. a. It's like a. Mem- it's like a show based on like memory and mental yeah, illness. It, uh, also by Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, which I think is. In many ways, better than Inception. Was it Nolan as well? Uh shit, I can't remember now. It was so many years back. Yeah, so anyway, before Inception, uh, Shutter Island was a film, right? That is very cleverly done because at first glance, the the ending seems to be open to interpretation. Just looking at it, just like if you watch it for the first time, you f- you may even feel a bit of frustration. But for whatever reason, right, it actually tempts you to watch it again. And as you watch it again, right, there'll be there'll be a lot of clues and, and hints in the show itself. Very subtle clues that will actually tell you what the conclusion was, is supposed right, to right, be. Right, 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 right. So it's, it's a land imagine like that. If you go back and watch, would there be hidden clues? I doubt it. I sincerely doubt it. I mean, fucking, you want to look for a missing migrant worker, right? And then what do you do? You pick up a cyber cafe, store assistant, drove her to some Indian rave and then just start dancing? Is that what you fucking do? <laughs> What clues am I supposed to glean from this scene, <laughs> right? That will point to the what what the director intends, and I don't think the director is clever enough in this sense as well. Like this, I don't know. Like, it just seems so bizarre. It sounds like the plot could be could be resolved if only Peter Yu was not a detective. He was just somebody who had some connection with the the migrant workers, and maybe he was like a TWC two person. Do you do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. That, that would yeah. be. You know, then, then that would solve all, all, all your the craziness. Then you know he could do all these crazy things, and you wouldn't it's have to. Funny you mentioned TWC too. Oh, 
because they were heavily promoting the film as well. <laughs> they were promoting the film. Well, I mean, they were sharing on their okay. channels. Uh. Hmm. But like, I, I can see why because like um like what John keeps bitching about like how it shoves that <laughs> political fist in your face, right? Like uh, there are a lot of moments in the film where you do get like a sense of oh okay yeah these are not things that I thought about. So for example, there's a scene where the the passports were kept, mm-hmm. and then yeah then that hits you like oh yes this happens. Uh, the scene where um the Bangladeshi workers were all in their dormitories, but then they were, like, still having, like, this sort of, like, celebration and dancing. They were playing their own instruments, and then you're like, okay, yeah, you know, they find their moments of fun. They're humans, too. They're, like, little moments of connection like that. I think um, that is in the movie that I kind of quite enjoyed, but, like, it's also hard to connect to because they are Mm. so brief, you know, and there's no, like, next connections of these things. Like, it doesn't expand Mm. upon these sorts of connections. Um, because it, it chose to like you know run down the path of abstraction and obscurity. Is, is it? Can it be said that you know they have they're trying to touch on too many things and there's not enough time to explore all of them? I think they're trying to be too clever. La. Okay, because uh, going back to one of the films that I think I really like is The Apprentice by Bu Junfeng, mm, mm, and I like that too. It was just the guy training to become an executioner. Uh, the executioner happens to be linked to his past. And that was the subs- that was the underlying relationship between them. But on top of the, the, the main story is just him uh, coming to terms with the fact that he is learning or being shoved into a position to train as an executioner, executioner right. you know, uh, in the Singapore prison system. So I think that that is just very, very narrow focus. They, they don't try to expand too much into other places. It mm. doesn't make you lose track. You know, the whole movie was very focused. Mm. Yeah, that's why, that's why I kind of like it. It's, you know, and I learned something from it as well. Okay. So, were there any scenes in the movie where you actually sh- see the detective thing where, you know, he goes back into the police station and he throws a file on the table. We don't even so know what department he's from. He could be CID, he could be MOM, he could be fucking, I don't know. Could right. be a fr- private detective. Yeah, yeah, it could so be whatever so fucking. Why, why, right? why does he have to? Then in case if they, they shouldn't even cast him as a detective, he should be somebody else. Because there's the, no. The script was written like that, all I guess. <laughs> so retarded, retarded. Because it's a detective noir. Yeah, it's supposed to be a. You can still be a you know consider a detective noir if you are a sleuth. You know, yeah, anybody yeah. can be a sleuth. The Hardy Boys can be a sleuth. There <sighs> is one scene that I like in the show. Okay. So it's not a complete fucking disaster, but there's only it's basically only this one. So it was a scene where. Um, Wang and the Cyber Cafe store assistant her name is Mindy like, even though it was never mentioned in the show it was in the credits so Wang and Mindy were on the beach right? and then they were talking about the land that they're on oh yeah that was yeah. a really nice scene so then Wang was saying that some of this sand right, that mm. the reclaimed land the sand that they, they got it from some of it is Malaysia some of it is from Vietnam some of it is from Cambodia whatever right so then after that, they were like, oh, you know, so it's as if like we are on holiday, right? When we are here, we are actually in Malaysia. When we are here, we are actually in Vietnam, so on and so forth. Which I, you know, that like the scene felt like the only real human connection that I can find. Even the, even the partying scene with like what Angie mentioned when uh, Wang was actually raving with the Bangladeshis. Mm. Which, that felt a bit forced. La. First of all, uh, if you ever, if you ever have any interaction with migrant workers at all, right? 
you know how fucking tribal they are. Like, they, these people, right, okay, they, they are so insular and so tribal that they just, they will distrust anyone, right, that's not of their same language. Mm. Like, they could be from the same place, mm. but if they don't speak the same language, it's like, fuck you, get the fuck out of myself. Okay, they are, and I don't blame them, okay? They're, I mean, they are in a foreign land, everything is very strange, and there are a lot of Singaporeans who treat them very poorly. Mm. Uh, we actually... We actually, I actually saw one guy, right? Um, because I tend to work late at nights and we also have close contacts with the Bangladeshi workers. I actually saw the, this one, I don't know if it's a security guard or what, it's just like some guy in a, in a, in a polo tee. He go and smack the Bangladeshi up on the back of his head. Like for no reason. And then, <laughs> yeah. He just like, just yeah. smack him. Yeah. And this happens apparently a lot. Like I, as I, as I speak to people and so they, they are right in, distrusting people. Right, right, right. So there's no way, right, that this, it's, it's that, that, just... that Wang uh, will be able to just walk up to one of their race and start dancing in there and then nobody fucking gives a shit. Like this, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Unless, unless there's a backstory where like he saved a lot of them from potential death or something in the construction uh, site. I, I mean, no, like, I, okay, that one really did feel very forced, like, you know, like, what I meant when I mentioned that was more the fact that people make fun in their lives even though they're living very tough lives but the other thing I wanted to mention is also like how really shitty people can be because sometimes you know when you take mm-hmm. the MRT right and then let's say you've got like a bunch of uh, construction workers uh, or Bangladeshi workers who come in uh, and then maybe they've done a really hard day of work outside and they maybe smell like sweat you know wow like the kind of looks that they get uh, from those aunties and uncles uh, is amazing eh? Yeah. And I, what I particularly hate uh, is when they get seats and people uh, stand in front of them and glare at them. Uh, and then what usually happens is that they will give up their seats and let you sit there. Like, hello, you're not entitled to these seats, okay, you fuckers? Like, they paid for the same fare that you did. They have every right to sit down, even more, because they've worked their asses off. This is a common theme in all our podcasts. We talk about Singaporean behavior. There's like really no solution on there. I mean, just don't be GYs all. But it's true, because uh, honestly speaking, uh, I've been taking public transport, especially around seven PM sometimes to go out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Bangladeshi workers doesn't matter necessarily whether it means Bangladeshi Indian. But all the foreign laborers, they actually when you when they walk past you, yes, you can smell that their clothes are not like fully dry. You know, they maybe didn't use deter- a lot of detergent to save money, but. All of them took showers before they got on public transport. You can yeah, smell the soap. Okay, All okay. of them of took pu- showers before they got on public transport. So it is it's not that they have not been trying, you know, because they know maybe because when they got to Singapore, you know, some some supervisor told them, ah, you're very stinky, ah, you better go and fucking shower. You know, no, but like, I think even it. just as a human being, like when you're outside toiling in the dirt and dust, you want to be clean. Of course, right? Of course. And who who will not smell after working? You know, they're, yeah. they're very conscious about it. They're very conscious about it. There was an incident that came out because recently. you know the kind of shitty looks that they get yeah, when course. they actually stink. Yeah, yeah. there was a, there it's like was... NS men, but worse. <laughs> there was this particular incident that happened. I think uh, either last year or the year before, where. Uh, we got some insight uh, through the newspapers or through the social media about the state of meals that they consume. It's like like disgusting food, like kept for a long time, yeah. more than five hours. Then this is like like rice with some curry and and lentils. Yeah, um, I've actually my, my dad is a contractor. Right, right, your dad's so I when I was young and, and even now, like sometimes I I come into contact with them and 
my dad always he knows the shitty food that they get mm-hmm. and he always buys like chicken rice for them or whatever when he works with them which is when he does lah but can you imagine just working crazy hours under the fucking hot sun only eating fucking rice and curry Ugh. like how mad is that lah anyway it's very sad it's very depressing so did, did, the, did, the, did the movie did the movie at least make you feel pity for, for them at, at least um I think in a way, it just... Like, movies like this, uh, I think it just gives you a glimpse of uh, a, a life that you don't necessarily think about. Kind of like our previous episode uh, where you, you know, if you read God's Gone Wild, you kind of think about security guards that you don't normally think about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it gives you some insight into their lives and the hardships that they have. Yeah. I think that's that's what the movie can do. Uh. Okay. Can I can I can I can I propose this particular segment? Uh, each of us say one thing that you want to say to Mister Yo, Mister Yo Siu Hua, about his show. Can we, can we do that? <laughs> so it's just me it, and John. It doesn't matter if you haven't watched it. I mean, you are entitled to it. I hope he doesn't regardless. listen to this podcast. No, he should. He must. We are critical people, critical of artwork. Uh-huh. You know? It's important. Should I start first? Yes, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. For me. <laughs> I didn't watch the movie, obviously. So for me, I would like to apologize because I saw the release of the movie was October 2018. The first thing I asked instead of, you know, is it playing at the theaters was, where can I get a torrent? (laughs) So I'd like to apologize to the director. Terrible. You You are a creator yourself. How dare you? Don't you feel ashamed? (laughs) But I didn't get to download it, so... Because it wasn't available. I probably will not ever pirate it or watch it. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so to Mr. Yo, uh, everything that uh, John and Angie has told, told me about has convinced me that your show is going to be a very unpleasant experience to watch. Uh, I wish that you had considered the audience a little bit more when you were making your film instead of being uh, indulgent. Um, I also think that there are many other ways you could have communicated to the audience outside of the movie. Uh, with other materials, other mediums that can accompany your movie rather than just releasing your movie just as the movie. That is sounded very politically correct. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. Yeah, then I also don't want to badmouth him because I'm in the film industry. Then if I badmouth somebody or they say I know job already. Then you try to torrent it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Like, Why would I do that? Fucking hell, we, we, can, we can afford to watch movies now. We should pay for them. Yeah, one. Jerry. Who the hell? Who the hell even uses torrent anyway? What the fuck? Yeah, you, Sorry. You, you, I, I, viruses and shit, man. I only stream stream movies that I, I fail to catch, and it's at those dangerous streaming sites that will always like open. Yeah, at least like try to look for it in iTunes and pay for it. Like, what la, What the fuck? I guess. Jerry, streaming, streaming from porn sites. Pointing no, I pay at for them. porn. I pay for porn now. I pay for. I pay for porn now. Okay. <laughs> I pay for. Porn. Why? 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 Then, then, then the same thing. They, are, they, 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 their work. Brings value to my life. They deserve to get paid for the work they have done. Like, so it's very high quality porn lah. Of course. The uh, uh, uh. What? Chatterbait? <laughs> Even if it's a chatterbait thing, right? You should you should still pay for... for What's a chatterbait? Pay for coins. It's like a girl Cam does girl. stuff in front of a camera. Cam girl. Yeah. Oh, okay, Which is even okay. better because it's P2P. You just pay the girl directly. Yeah, you don't have to. Wow. Not really. I mean, chatterbait takes a cut ah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyway, regardless of whatever content you consume... You should pay for your content I if agree. you can afford it. Rex request is free. Yeah, what are you, what are you gonna say to, to Mr. Yo Angie? 
I hope as you grow in your confidence as a movie director, you'll be making more films and then like that are less obscure and leave your audience less um kicksim, you know. Uh, but I did actually find some things to enjoy about it, so I'm not totally trashing you here. Uh, I probably will catch the next film you make if you make another one. Okay, okay, very good. I want you to imagine you're on a farm, <laughs> and then one day, right in the barn, you find this chimera. It's a chicken, pig, dog, duck, whatever amalgamate of farm animals, right? All merged into one organism. And it's just screaming in pain. <laughs> and it's, it has not, all, all of its eyes are just in agony and terror. Take that thing out, put a shotgun in its mouth, and end its misery. Right now. Right fucking now. Take this fucking chimera and put it in the dirt. Forget it exists. Move on. Create better things in the future. Stop fu- Stop making barn animals fuck each other and stop experimenting with fucking forbidden alchemy. <laughs> Do better next time. Please! <laughs> Hey, John. That's so evil. That's actually entirely up my brand of humor. But what I want to say is that before before that happened, right? Like this this Kentucky, like all American. <laughs> all this rain, rain, here a dog, man, chicken. I think this is a medal. Yeah. And he puts a medal on it. Uh, it's 25 pounds. It's looking really pretty. pretty. Yeah. Dude, you should draw this. <laughs> you should draw this like you know the chimera yeah, with like yeah, you know with the idea. metal yeah, and then yeah, yeah. then the cat yeah, yeah. sticking. No, we must do this. Yeah. yeah, then people wonder what the fuck is wrong with the Lung Kang keys. Then I'm not gonna point the gun at it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll draw this. I'll draw this. I'll draw this. I'll, I'll point the gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can stand in one corner and cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. That's an excellent cover idea. Do we have any magical moments? That that was a magical moment, no? That was. Alright, that's the end of the show, guys. Thank okay. you very much for okay. listening to our nonsense. Our Bye. non-stop garbage. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye. 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 Bye.